As you likely already know, Ramadan, an Islamic holy month, has begun. In America, it's been normalized to honor this Muslim celebration. Many would even suggest that Muslims and Christians worship the same God. Could that be so? We'll take a closer look at Islam and determine if there's any prophetic significance to the proclaimed religion of peace. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall. I'm here with Doug Norvell. We've got a very interesting topic to talk about today. As you know, it's Ramadan, so we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the uh, the religion of Islam. So it's going to be quite interesting. You don't want to miss some clips that we have to show you of uh, some footage from the Middle East, as well as even a throwback to Irvin Baxter, so that's going to be cool. Um, But I did want to remind you before we move any further that Dave Robbins is going to be in Gladewater, Texas this Friday or this Saturday and Sunday, excuse me, April 17th and April 18th. Uh, Saturday night it starts at 6 p.m. Sunday morning it starts at 10 a.m. He's going to talk about the future according to Bible prophecy, breaking prophetic fulfillments on Sunday with a Q&A session um, at the end of it. So you can ask him your questions face to face right there. It is at Abundant Life Church. Is that right, Doug? Abundant Life Gladewater. Yes, Abundant sir. Life Gladewater. Uh, and you can learn more about that, those specific details at endtime.com slash events. It's right there at the top of the page. Doug, that's where you go to church. You're going to be hosting a Bible study, uh, an end time Bible study immediately following that, like uh, I guess the following week. Yes, we will be starting Monday night. 6.30 with those Bible studies. So we're hoping that a lot of people show up, a lot of people sign up. So that's this studies. coming Monday, actually. Yes, sir. And that's they can correct. sign up uh, by going to the conference or if they're not able to make it and they want to still sign up, I'm, I guess you'll still welcome them, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just come on out Monday night. If you can't make it to the conference, you want to be in the Bible study, come out Monday night. We're going to start about 6.30. So. All right. Well, you definitely want to be at the conference, so that's for sure. This Saturday, this Sunday, Gladewater, Texas. Make plans to come. Uh, We'll have people driving in from hours away and flying in, so uh, you want to be a part of that. It'll be a a really cool setting. We want to also give you an update on Reclaim America. Uh, One of you watching um, saw, I guess, what we've been talking about, and you wanted to be a part of it, so we thank you for that. Someone called in and made a large donation to cover um, Delaware, Indiana, Hawaii, Georgia, and several other states, so that is uh, really, really cool that that uh, you guys are backing that. There's still a long way to go, though. We have the Supreme Court justices to cover, Dennis Prager, Candace Owens, uh, Pennsylvania. There's still, I think that's totally open right now. Uh, $720 would cover the whole state of Pennsylvania. $120 would cover Oklahoma. Uh, Colorado would be covered with $160. So 
Uh, there's a lot more other states you can call in and ask about it if you want. The number to call is one 800 time or go to endtime.com USA to contribute to Reclaim America. We think it's extremely critical that our lawmakers and thought leaders in America are receiving End Time magazine so that they know what Bible prophecy has to do with decisions that they're making every single day. So it's extremely important, and we want to make sure that the magazine is in their hands for the next two years. So your donation of $160 that will cover Colorado would get that magazine in their hands for the next two years. Extremely important. Yeah, very important. And we probably ought to just reiterate that you're Vince and I'm Doug. That's right. Uh, we had someone. I'm not Stephen. <laughs> I'm not Vance. You know, yeah. that's the thing, too. Is I, I was, someone like emailed me or something and they were like, hey, Vance. And I'm like, now I know what Irvin felt like because they called him <laughs> Irwin and Irvine and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I am Vince and you are and, Doug. And I am Doug. Yeah, yeah. Don't Even confused. though I might look like a Vince and you might look like a Doug. You never know. That's not the way it is. So hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully everyone can get that straightened out. Get that cleared out. up. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it is Ramadan. We are going to talk about that. Everyone's commenting about it. Um, the city of Plano, where uh, End Time is at, uh, the, our city put out a statement of well wishes to the Muslim Americans and um, basically everyone who's anyone or what you know, however you want to look at that, all yeah. the popular people, including our president is giving out well wishes of Ramadan. And actually last night I was putting my son to bed and I was, saw some news articles in that process and I was like, I sent them to you and I was like, hey, should we talk about Yeah, it's Ramadan? always these, these uh, controversial <laughs> subjects that we're talking about. I know. Why, why so are you such a controversial to, person? I, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, maybe we should kind of tell everybody that Ramadan is uh, the time that Muslims believe that Muhammad, their prophet, revealed the holy book called the Quran during that time. And so Muslims around the world, they uh, fast right now from sunup to sundown. And then at night they come together and they, they kind of have like these festivals or these feasts. But they pray several times throughout the day. They do this anyway, but they do this particularly when they're uh, fasting uh, during this time. And, you know, that sounds really great on the surface. And, and we're not saying just from the get-go, let's just say this, we are not condemning all Muslims, we're, we're going to talk about some, some radicalism that's in that uh, Islamic faith today. And, um, you know, there are some, I, I know some that are very peaceful, that are, you know, they're in Islam. That's their religion. Uh, I worked with a guy for many years and he was Islamic and we had a great, you know, rapport back and forth. So we're, we're not just aiming this at anybody uh, other than the the radical side of Islam and what they believe and where that comes from. So many claim that this is a very peaceful religion, but others make it abundantly clear that they're into world domination. (laughs) That is absolutely right. So you you look at that kind of stuff and, and we see some things in Scripture that we'll talk about today as we get into the program here and talk about that because we know that the Bible prophesies uh, the religion of Islam. Absolutely. And and we are going to take your calls today about this subject. So if you have a question or a comment about that, we will take your call. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time It's one 363 8463 Doug and I would love to talk to you about uh, Muslim, the Muslim religion um, and whether or not 
Muslims and Christian worship the same God or anything kind of around that topic. We'll take your call and have a good conversation about that. Uh, as I was saying about the statements from Ramadan, there's a, a, uh, an article that Breitbart put out. It says, President Joe Biden celebrated the beginning of Ramadan Monday evening, criticizing Americans for fueling hatred of Muslim Americans. Muslim Americans continue to be targeted by bullying, bigotry, and hate crimes. This prejudice and these attacks are wrong, Biden said in a statement. They are unacceptable and they must stop. The president also decried attacks on religion in his statement. No one in America should ever live in fear of expressing his or her faith. Now, that, that's unless you're opposed to something like this, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that, that's my commentary. That wasn't Biden. Uh, Biden praised Muslim commentaries, uh, communities excuse me, for being as diverse and vibrant as America and praised them for playing a leading role in our ongoing struggle for racial uh, equality and social justice. Yeah, so... We could get in trouble for probably talking about some of this stuff today based on what President Biden said. That in spite of not living in fear about expressing our faith. Right. All right. Well, we're going to talk, take your calls immediately following the break. Give us a call, one eight seven seven in time one 363 And we're also going to have some clips right after the break. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. We are taking your calls today. Give us a call at one eight seven seven end time That's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're talking about whether or not Muslims and Christians worship the same God. And we're going to take a deeper dive and take a look at the religion of Islam and uh, how it's been proclaimed a religion of peace 
And I guess to talk about those details and see whatever comes up from your calls. So call us at one eight seven seven in time. Now, Doug, we were just talking about uh, how Ramadan has just begun and there's lots of people talking about it, posting about it and giving their warm wishes to the Muslim Americas, uh, Americans, which um, we should clearly state here so we don't get hate mail. Well, we're going to get hate mail no matter what, so yeah, it's okay. Uh, but we should clearly state here that we aren't opposed to Muslim Americans. We aren't opposed to alternative views even. Um, you know, it, just because you have a an alternative view doesn't mean you're right, and we're not mad at you for that. Right. We want to love you in the process, and let's just have a conversation about um, the facts and what we know from Scripture and see what comes of it. I mean, that's really our approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Brother Baxter, when he would talk about it, uh, one of the things that he always said that stuck out in my mind, and I used it, at, you know, I was telling you earlier, I had a friend that I used to work with that was uh, Islamic and in I use this, and it's something I learned from Brother Baxter, is that um, they believe that Jesus was a prophet. Mm -hmm. And so when I talked to my friend about it, I I asked him, do you believe Jesus was a prophet? And he said, well, yeah, that's exactly what I believe. And I said, so you believed he was a false prophet because he said (laughs) he was God, you know. And and he sat there and thought for a second and said, I never looked at it like that. So it does open dialogue. You can have great dialogue with these folks. You can love on them. You can try to teach them. But they, they are going to try to teach you their beliefs too. And some of this gets a, a little bit deeper than just a belief. That's true. And, and there's nothing wrong with them wanting to do that. You know, that's, right. I guess if they didn't, that would be... If a Christian didn't want to, exactly. we have in Christian in Christian uh, speak, right. we have terms for those people, you know, that don't <laughs> want to talk about Jesus and all that. They're yeah. they're the uh, back row Christian, or you know, all those type of things. Yeah, pew potatoes um, is what I call them. Okay, pew potatoes. That's a pretty good one. Uh, but you know, that's fine if they want to do those things. We shouldn't reject that. We should right. be open to conversation if we really have the truth. What's wrong with having a conversation about it? So that's okay. We are going to go to uh, some clips now, but I do want to remind you that we are taking your calls at one eight seven seven in time. That's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. And I also want to remind you before we go to the first clip that censorship is certainly real. Uh, we may get censored for this very topic. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, all these places—they have uh, very um, intelligent software that is tracking what we're saying as we speak it. And so if we talk about the word Islam or anything like that, it has potential of getting flagged. So by if you could help us out by clicking the share button on our video that you're watching right now, that would really go a long way. They're still going to censor us in some way, but you sharing it with your friends does do a little bit more than if you don't. So click and share does help us out a lot, and we appreciate that. We are going to go to the first clip from the Islamic Goal video. قیام انقلاب قیام جهانی است در جغرافیا و زمان محدود نمی شود. تردید نکنید که انشاءالله اسلام همه مجارفت خواهد کرد همه قله های جهان رو فتح خواهد کرد قد حکمنا الدنیا و سیعتی یوم والله نحکم فيه كل الدنیا سیعتی یوم نحکم فيه امریکا سیعتی یوم نحکم فيه بریطانیا و نحکم فيه كل العالم for our English speaking radio listeners that weren't able to read the subtitles, can you kind of right. 
tell us? Well, basically, what the clips were saying was that they were going to rule the world. Okay. Uh, from the highest mountaintop, they were going to rule the world. And, you know, here's what we need to help people to understand, too, is when we, you know, we, we say that we need to proclaim this gospel from the highest mountaintop. We mm-hmm. need to go out and proclaim the gospel. But the gospel is that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the gospel of Jesus and Christ. And we can participate in that. Right. And, and he did that for us. Mm-hmm. He died for us. But the Islamic faith, they, they teach that they have to die for their God. Mm-hmm. And, and when they do this, it's about conquest. And it's about, uh, you know, either you conform or the infidel are killed. And we see that many times with the terrorist attacks and the things that happen. We see them talk about Christians being infidels. We see them talk about uh, Jewish people being infidels. Uh, anybody who doesn't believe like they do, then they believe that you either get those people to convert or you kill them. And so that was pretty much what was going on there. That was the leader at one time of Iran uh, that had had claimed many times that they would destroy the little Satan first and then the big Satan later, meaning the little Satan, Jerusalem, big Satan, America. Now, you're not allowed to just say something that extreme. I don't know if you realize what you just said. But that you just said, if you don't convert, we need to kill you. Well, yeah. Like, right, that's what you said, right? Yeah. Conform or... Now, there are plenty of Muslims that don't feel that way. Exactly. Or at least they don't express it. Or they may... You know, there are plenty of people who may view you and I being followers of Jesus, but we are more of a zealot type because we are so extreme yeah. uh, that you surely wouldn't believe that's required. Right. You know, so, and then there are, you know, there's, there, there's Christians that are on all spectrums. Some that's just like, I won't go into details, but fluffy Christianity. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you love Jesus and you come to church on Sunday and pay your tithes, then God's going to bless you with everything that, that you need in life and want in life. And if you're not being blessed right now, it's because you're still doing something wrong, so you need to whatever. Right. And then there's others that are extremely extreme. And so couldn't that be true for Muslims? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thanks for clearing that up, Vince. <laughs> I mean, there are, like we talked about before, this is, we're not saying that all Muslims believe this way. But we're saying that there, there are um, many that do. And these countries, especially that, uh, surround Israel right now, they are against Israel completely. And that is their idea to destroy the infidel, to destroy them. They've said it themselves. And so we know that that is the, the train of thought, the way that they think about those things. But also, I guess it would, I guess it would be that those ex- more extreme perspectives um, perhaps are are living out or expressing out more so what the Quran is teaching. Mm-hmm. And these other fluffier ones are not as into the Quran as the more extreme ones. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's a good way to put it. Okay, <laughs> well, good. All right, well, let's go to clip two and get a little bit more insight on Islam. It's only a matter of time until we rule Earth, until we control Earth. One day, this very flag will fly over the parliament in London. We will see this flag that will fly over 
All right. Okay. So it's a little radical there. It so, is. So you see, and he's talking about that black flag flying over. You know, the the black flag is the jihad flag, the the holy war flag, and so uh, you know this is kind of that mindset. And we we see a lot of um, when terrorism happens in the world. This is the sect that is behind that. These are the ones, the terrorist organizations that are behind it, like Hamas. Um, like, um, you know, um, I can't even think of what I'm trying to say right now. The uh, Al-Qaeda, thank you. Al-Qaeda is the other one that, uh, you know, that we, we know about. These terrorist uh, cells exist, and this is the extreme Islamism that we're talking about. And that's what we're going to see as we get more into uh, the scriptures and start talking about it a little bit. All right. Well, let's go to clip number three. See that to dominate over the world, to dominate over all other religions, um, I, that particular mindset—they're not talking about coexisting with anyone. You see the coexisting bumper sticker all the time, you know, where it has the different faiths yes. on there, and and that is what most of the world thinks of: is we can coexist, we can have different beliefs, and everybody can have their own belief and have freedom in that. But these folks are saying, no, we are going to take over all of those religions and that people that are non-muslim may not like it but that's tough they don't care they're taking over so that that's that mindset that's in there and that's the mindset of what we're going to talk about here so what are the chances of this being like a a kkk group of the religion of islam and you know there's some forms of biblical truth there but they're off right big time you know, they refer to scripture, but they're way off. You know, would someone make the argument that the clips we've just watched are more the extremists that don't represent reality? Or right. is that? Well, yeah. So, I mean, there's two different, uh, you know, two different sects. There's the Sunni and the Shiite. And, and so uh, the Sunni Muslims, they are more uh, forward thinking. They're more modernized. They, they believe in uh you know, going through a process to uh, select their political leaders and things like that. Uh, the Shiite Muslims are the more radical Muslims, and they are the ones that uh, we see, like, you know, that are in charge of Iran and that, you know, those regions and things like that. We've got where, uh, you know, we've got these Muslim nations that Trump went to to bring peace into the Middle East. And so, you know, like the United Arab Emirates, they don't, they're not thinking like this. They're more forward thinking. They're more thinking toward peace. They think well, what, is, what do you mean forward thinking? I, I mean, thinking more like, I guess, progressively, like most of us think as far as they're not stuck to these old traditional ways of convert or die. Okay. They're, they're more, you know, we can make peace with these people who were once our enemies and we can all coexist. And that's what they've done. We 
we've seen the Muslim nations around Israel that have come in to make these peace agreements with them. And that's that's not who we're talking about today. That's not uh, what we're talking about as far as the way that they think. And they're, they're looking toward the future not only of their nation but their children, their grandchildren. So those and, type are, are like the watered-down versions and... <laughs> I'm sorry to put words in your mouth. That's just what it sounds like you're saying. The watered-down versions, but also yeah. that um, that perhaps they would lean more towards world religion. Yes. Where they might make an alliance with the Pope or with uh, what, whoever. Yeah, more, more I don't of I want to tick anybody else off. I start naming religions. Right. <laughs> right. And, I mean, I want to be real careful here, too, because I don't want to call them watered down. They may take offense to that, too, because, I mean, they, you know, they have their... Well, if they're forward thinking, they won't be offended. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so so we see that that they believe more along the lines of they can coexist, they can believe in a one world government. That you could see them being part of that one world government. Where some of the radicals, um, there's there's no way because, like I said before, they want complete dominance. They want to rule the world. They want to take over everywhere. And so that's that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, you know, as we go into this a little bit more and get into it. I think before we get into a lot of trouble, maybe we need I, I'm to. I'm trying to keep you here, Doug. I'm trying to dive <laughs> know, in a little bit deeper know, on this. Right? You're trying to get out of it. Yeah. So I, I think maybe we need to um, to talk a little bit about how we we see Islam in the early stages of the Bible there. So okay. can, well, we go, can we go there? Before we do, if you don't mind, um, I was just going to add that... Um, what what you're saying and what the clips have the, the clips have said, um, not just you. What the clips have said is that this isn't just an Israel thing for right. them, right. Um, for the ones that believe uh, strongly about it. This isn't just let's conquer Israel, which everyone knows of the the Muslim Jewish controversies. Right. That's made very clear in our world. Um, and so it's not just about that, though, for them. It's a world dominance thing. Right. And so I guess I just wanted to highlight that this, this isn't just something that we don't need to be considering. It's, it's a global thing. Yeah. And we've seen that play out time and time again. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Well, we uh, wanted to look at the scriptures and just in our effort to look at what Islam is, let's take a look at perhaps... Uh, where we could point to history and kind of say the origin, really before the origin, but this is kind of the the seed that got planted that eventually led to this. So it's found in Genesis chapter 16, starting in verse 10, it says, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for a multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man, his hand will, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. Now this is kind of prophetic. Right. Because, okay, so what happened here, just in case there's somebody, Vince, that maybe doesn't know the story of Abraham and Sarah, I guess when we, tell come back, the next minute? when we come back from the break, we'll, we'll kind of go there and, and explain that a little bit more in detail so that people see where we're at there. Sounds good. What is Islam and is Islam in Bible prophecy? We're going to talk about that more on the other side of the break. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven in time That's one 363 8463 We'd love to talk to you about this very sensitive topic. 
Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Open phones at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Today we're talking about whether or not Christians and Muslims worship the same God. While taking a, a closer look at the religion of Islam, um, and Doug, right before the break, I read Genesis chapter sixteen verses ten through twelve. I won't read it again, but basically we're laying the. This is kind of the seed of when the religion of Islam, uh, right before it would have began. Right. And uh, you were going to explain some backstory on that. <laughs> yeah. And we were so, cut off. So we know that God promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have a promised son. And out of that son would come a great nation. Uh, so we know that is Isaac. Right. So but before that happened, I'm just kind of giving you a, you know, just a treetop version here. Before they were able to do this, they kind of got impatient And Abraham and Sarah, you know, decided that, hey, this wasn't working out between those two. So uh, Sarah told uh, Abraham to lay with her servant, Hagar. And he did. And out of that came the birth of Ishmael. And Ishmael is the, that's the Muslim population nowadays. And so when, when we see this, we see Isaac, the promised son that is, uh, the origins of the Israelites or the Hebrew people, and then Ishmael is the origins of uh, the Islamic people. And then, so we see there in that scripture you read in verse 12, it said that, and he will be against every man and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. Well, that's why we have the conflict in the Middle East even today. So Israel, there's Israel in the area of the promised land that God gave them. And it's not all the promised land because they've had to, to fight, you know, tooth and nail to get that land back all these years. 
that God promised them. You know, he promised them from uh, the great river in Egypt all the way to the great river Euphrates was all their area. But they only have a small portion of that nowadays. And they didn't even have that until 1967, what they have now when they had to actually push uh, Muslims out of the Temple Mount area, push Jordan back and, and gain the area that they've got there. So Now you say that with such confidence, like that's not controversial at all. Well, that that's, that's worse than what you were saying before. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually biblical. I mean, that's what God told him in Genesis. So we know that, you know, God made that promise to Abraham, to Sarah, to Moses, told him this is the promised land. And so, uh, you know, that's that's how we arrive to where we are today. Kind of the short story. You know, that's a whole Bible study in itself. And so uh, just kind of helping somebody that may not understand that. That's where we are. So. Um, we, we've got a call. Do you want to try to go to that call? And sure. Uh, okay. Cheryl from Texas is going to join us here on End of the Age. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. you. You kind of already answered my question a little bit. Um, I, I was wondering the difference between the Shiite and the Sunni Muslims because it seems the Shiite are more controversial than the Sunnis. But I don't know. Um, I understand that they don't even like each other. So, right. you know, I can't be an effective witness if I don't know their core beliefs. Right. And and I probably should know more about it than I do. But I'll tell you that, you know, we know that the areas of like Iran and Iraq, uh, Lebanon, places like that, this is where the Shiites rule. So the majority in the population of uh the Muslim people are Sunni Muslims. And like I said before, they're more, they think more uh, forward thinking. They're the ones that are making the peace deals with Israel. And then the other ones, uh, the Shiites are more radical. And so part of the deal with uh, President Trump and the, these Arab nations, uh, these Sunni nations were to protect them from the Shiite Muslims, which is Iran. Iran was kind of wanting to uh, take over the entire Middle East over there. And so President Trump promised that if these other uh, Sunni nations would make peace with Israel, he would help protect them from uh, Iran and and keep Iran kind of at bay. And he did that. You know, he did that through our military power and through sanctions on Iran. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, you know, when Iran was building a, a, a temporary bridge to uh, put a highway through there so that they could control some oil transports. And uh, we went in there and blew up this bridge and everything. is a big story, uh, you know, a few years ago. I remember it, some of that happened um, whenever they had some bases there in Syria and um we even uh, had Brother Baxter make a little short video as Tomahawk mm-hmm. missiles were going in there and blowing that up because uh, that was kind of part of the agreement. So other than what I said before, the, the, um, the Sunni Muslims lean more toward the progressiveness of peace uh, in the Middle East. And they believe in elected officials and things like that, where the Shiite Muslims believe more of the old ways and the tribes and things like that. And I'm sorry, I don't have more information for you. I probably should be a little bit more brushed up on that. Does that help at all, Cheryl? Um, well, a, a little bit, but, but, you know, I know that the core differences, you know, with Abraham being the father of, of course, Isaac and Ishmael, and they think because Ishmael was born first, that, you know, everything should go to him. Right. And so that extended from century to century to century. But, but like I said, um, 
when it all boils down to it, would they not follow whatever the Quran tells them? I mean, if they're as diligent as what they say they are, you know, to be bound by scripture, is, is that what the Quran tells them? You know, Cheryl, we actually have a lesson called Will Islam Rule the World? And uh, Irvin Baxter spends just a little bit over an hour talking about these differences uh, that you're asking about and then also shows uh, whether or not Islam will rule the world. It's available on End of the Age Plus. Are you a subscriber already? Yes, yes, I sure am. Okay, you can search for that. Will Islam rule the world? And you'll see that um, you'll you'll be able to find it right there from from the search bar. So I'd highly recommend checking out that lesson. It's going to go into detail about these things that you're asking about, and perhaps give you that uh, information that you're looking for in, in greater detail than Doug and I are able to give it right now. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I have a wonderful um, day. Thank you, Cheryl. You You too. Uh, You can join us too. Give us a call at 1-877-END-TIME. That's 1-877-363-8463. We'd love to chat with you about whether Muslims and Christians worship the same God or the religion of Islam. Uh, We certainly aren't experts today, but we're happy to have a conversation about it and and see what we can conclude. Also, uh, as we were talking about with Cheryl, if you're not a subscriber to End of the Age Plus already, you need to be before the end of the day. You can try it for free, totally free. That's right, Doug. We're giving it away for free for all the people. So you don't give anything away for free. You're watching this for free, first of all. But you can also try Into the H Plus for free uh, at watch.endtime.com and uh, check out. We have hundreds, thousands of hours of uh, content there for you to watch. It also comes with a digital version of End Time Magazine. And the new issue of End Time Magazine was just uploaded to the printer today. So if you subscribe today, you will be able to get the next issue of End Time Magazine here pretty quick. So do that today before the show is over. Watch.endtime.com. You will not regret it. Now, Doug, we were talking about where Islam was in the Old Testament. And, you know, some people just say, well, you know, we can see uh, peppered throughout the Bible, really, uh, at least of the the uh, the descendants of Ishmael. Yeah. Um, however, is is this religion even mentioned? And we actually have a clip from Irvin Baxter we want to go to now to start talking about that. It hasn't been many years since those planes flew into the trade towers in New York City and suddenly the attention of the world was riveted. Islam is in your Bible, and we're going to talk about it. In symbolic terms, it was said that green, Islam's color, had replaced red, communism's color. If you had to guess the religion of a suicide bomber, when you hear about it, what religion would you guess? I've seen that clip hundreds of times, and every time I get goosebumps because that is just eerie, the whole thing. But that end is really impacting. Then I just go, whoa, whoa. (laughs) That's uh, wow. Um, So quick recap of what Irvin said and a little bit of 
kind of build on what he said in, in different parts of the clip that weren't shown there. But the 9-11 terrorist attacks were expected to have a negative impact on the religion of Islam. However, the exposure actually resulted in an increase in conversions. Some have predicted that all of Europe will be Islamic by 2040. Now, that's coming up. Pretty yeah. quick here. Yeah. Uh, many of the flags of Islamic countries are predominantly green. In symbolic terms, it was said that the, that the fear of green, Islam's color, has replaced the fear of red, communism's color. If you had to guess the religion of a suicide bomber, as he said, when you hear about it, what religion would you guess? Right. And, and so um, there was a lot in that clip that, you know, we, we look at. And we, I mean, one of the things that I saw there was the... Empire State Building was lit up in green. Yes, uh, that was during the time of Ramadan that they did that. Uh-huh. I remember when they did it. Uh, I think it was back in 2012 or 2016. Uh, but anyway, they they've done that even here in the Dallas area. I remember last year the entire skyline was lit up green during Ramadan, uh, which you know it's it's just i know it's their way of saying you know we welcome all our you know all nations here we welcome muslims and welcome that and and that's you know what they're doing there so i understand that but well, we but, but it, it it feels more strategic than that because yeah it's not okay to do that about christmas because it's offensive you can't say christmas right and they're not putting Merry Christmas anywhere anymore. It's Happy Holidays. Yeah. And, of course, then there's people that go, well, you shouldn't be celebrating Christmas anyway because it's a pagan holiday. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine if that's what you believe. It's totally yeah. fine. I'm just simply saying that we do this, but it's it's not as open-minded or forward-thinking right. um, as they proclaim to be. And by they, yeah, I'm speaking in general terms there, yeah. but they as in... Uh, the woke media or anyone else that follows along with that it's it's all about acceptance and being open-minded to it not being closed off and not being too traditional yeah until it's an opposing view right which doesn't make sense at all to me yeah there's a lot of help with that (laughs) there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense i don't know if i could understand it but i'm open to yeah yeah, me too. I mean, I'm always open to. Hey, if you have an things. explanation for that, give us a call <laughs> at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three. We do want to take your call. Sorry to cut you off there. Doug. Well, one of the reasons why I bring up the the green of the Empire State Building is because green is is predominantly the color of Islam, and we we've learned that through the time. So, those of you who've listened to the program a lot know where I'm about to go with this situation, but we can identify. Those four horsemen from Revelation chapter 6, what um, we understand about those is the white horse is Catholicism. The red horse is communism. The black horse is capitalism. So we we know this and we can prove this. We won't have time to prove it today. But once again, like you spoke of earlier, there are other uh, DVD series that we have. You mm-hmm. have End of the Age Plus. You can look up uh, Islam and Bible Prophecy. You can look up Will Islam Rule the World. And that, that clip that we played was actually kind of like a trailer for Islam and Bible Prophecy. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a, a quick look at what that lesson would be like if you were to look it up. Will Islam Rule the World is a separate lesson that they definitely should watch. Right. And this is the major reason why we're talking about this today, Vince is to show everybody that it is in our Bible prophecy and it will have significance in the future and it has significance right now. And we're going to give absolute proof that 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 force called Islam was prophesied in the Bible by God 
2,000 years ago. You don't want to miss it immediately following the break. We're going to get into that. Give us a call. Let's have a conversation about it. one 877 time Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. This is your last chance to call us. Not many of you are because it's a topic that's not fun to talk about. We get it, uh, but you're welcome to call. We would be happy to chat with you. one eight seven seven in time It's one 363 I do want to remind you about our Reclaim America campaign. Uh, I guess what we're talking about is pretty critical. Uh, we're talking about um, Muslim Americans, the, the religion of Islam, and decisions that our lawmakers make that's impacting from a prophetic perspective. And so when I look at President Biden's remarks and when I look at other uh, American leaders' remarks on this, it's like, you know, we were talking before the show, like 15 years ago, maybe 10 years even, this, that would have been political suicide, yeah. which I guess doesn't make it wrong necessarily, but nonetheless, that's where we were. Right. And uh, today it's something that... If you don't do, it's almost political suicide. And so um, it's interesting. And we think that the lawmakers need to know about this and the Bible, the the prophecies of the Bible. So Reclaim America is designed to do just that, to act kind of like a Daniel to King Nebuchadnezzar thing and explain the the biblical prophecies and uh, actually explain current events through the lens of Bible prophecy. And that's what the magazine campaign does. So if you want to help Reclaim America to a more biblical lens, join us by calling uh, 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463, or go to endtime.com slash USA for, you know, any, any donation helps. $40 covers one person, uh, but, you know, $160 would cover Maine and, uh, $160 would cover Nebraska. $120 would cover Washington. You can call right now and cover your whole state. Uh, so in most cases, it's just a few hundred dollars. But even a donation of $40 would get one person in Time Magazine for two whole years. So it's certainly a great investment, and it will go a long way in shaping how they think about decisions that they're making. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Vince, I mean, you, you talked about it a while ago about how significant it is that we get those lawmakers, this information, things like what we're talking about today. You know, we this administration that we have right now, the Biden administration, they have uh, taken the bans, the travel bans from these terrorist... The Muslim uh, travel bans, right? right? Yeah. For, for these terrorist cells, where we know the terrorists are coming from, Yes, uh, we had a... Uh, 
we had a law in place or we had a ban in place there under the Trump administration that would keep people from coming from these uh, countries that we have deemed as uh, terrorist countries where we know that a lot of the terrorist cells come from. Well, now that's been opened back up. Uh, And not only that, but before that travel ban was open, they caught some folks coming across the uh, Mexico line when the border was wide open that are on the terrorist most wanted list. Mm-hmm. So there are cells of these terrorists that are trying to get in this country, and now we've opened our borders up for that opportunity for them. But I, I don't want to, to get in that and, and get us down another avenue that we weren't really planning on going on. But you, you said a while ago as well that um, this was prophesied 2,000 years ago. In, in the Word of God. And so there's two significant prophecies. There's uh, the prophecy in Zechariah 6 and in Revelation chapter 6. And it's, it's strange that these two are in both in chapter 6, even though we know that the Bible didn't really have chapters, but the way that it's laid out, they're in the same place, 1 through 8 in, in chapter 6. Uh, but in Zechariah 1 through 8, without going and, and reading all those scriptures, just to kind of give you uh, a little bit of information about it, it describes four chariots there. And it, it is a set of red, black, white, and grizzled or bay as the four spirits of the heavens which walk to and fro through the earth. So we know these horsemen, or at least these uh, that were described in Zechariah, which are the same thing as Revelation, that these are spirits that mm-hmm. have gone into the world, into the earth. And so the spirits of these uh, idealism is what it is. And so Revelation uh, chapter 6, 1 through 8, depicts these four writers, the white, the red, the black, and the pale. Well, I've already told you before that the white is Catholicism, the red is communism, and the black is capitalism. So okay. we can prove that in those studies that we told you about earlier. But you remember back um, when the Arab Spring started and uh, we had all the turmoil happening in Egypt and uh, the riots and all that. A lot of people believe that this is when this pale horse rose. And to explain when I say pale and how we get that to um, mean Islam here, uh, there's a little bit of information that we give. We need to give folks about this. Um, so looking at that, the fourth horse there, the green horse. So the translators of the King James Bible, when they were uh, describing this, the original word there in the Greek, Vince, was chloros. Okay. And so we know chloros is the root word for like chlorophyll, which is what plants have that make them green. So chloros is actually green. But when these translators uh, are writing down these translations, how many do you think ever saw a green horse in their entire life? I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen a green seen horse. seen a lot of horses. Either. Right. And so they translated it pale. And it's actually what it translates into is a pale green. And so they took that pale green and they took pale and said, well, I've seen a pale colored horse a light-colored horse. And so that's where we get the pale horse. Now, we were talking before the program came on, and I remember way back at the time when I was listening to Brother Baxter preach, he started teaching this. And, you know, you can go and, and look for it yourself and look in the Strong's Concordance and things like that and actually find this information out for you. But he was the first person that I ever heard talk about that. And now I hear many of the prophecy teachers 
they understand this and they began to teach this as well. So it's, that's how we know that this last horse is green. And like we talked about before, Islam's uh, predominant color there is green. When we go to the Temple Mount in Israel, when we go uh, to Jerusalem and you go up there, you see that uh, the fence around the fountain outside the Dome of the Rock is green. The doors on the mosque are green. When you go through... Uh, the, the towns, you see the Palestinian-ran businesses, and their shutters are green, their doors are green. Uh, it's always associated with the Islamic belief. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to, to uh, read here is that power was given unto them over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with death. That's Revelation 6, 8. So a fourth of the earth was given to them to kill with the sword and with death. According to a uh, 2013 report uh, from the MuslimPopulation.com, Islam has uh, 2.4 billion adherents, 23% of the world population uh, projected to be 2.8 by 2014. So this is an older report. We're way past that now. We're 2021. Uh, but according to that report at that time, that was the projection. And so the Economist magazine says over 70% of Muslims support Sharia law and 90% support uh, execution of apostate. So... That goes back to what I was saying earlier. That now, the economists, you wouldn't think that would come from them. Right. That's not something that they would normally report on, right? Well, definitely not now. But there you go. So 90% support execution of apostate. So anyone who doesn't confirm or conform would be killed. That's kind of where I was going earlier when you said I kind of threw that out there. <laughs> well, there's some proof to back that up and how we know that. So... The green horse is marked by death. Uh, Islam is associated with um, around the world with nearly 3,000 deaths in 9-11 alone, mm-hmm. you know, as the towers came down. And then tens of uh, thousand deadly terrorist attacks around the world since that time, according to uh, the religionofpeace.com. Uh, it is the culture of death, yet Islam claims to be a religion of peace. Now, I remember when uh, End Time was going around and, and doing the conferences all over. Before you guys moved down here to Texas, you were in Arlington one year, and they had a bus from Israel that a Palestinian suicide bomber blew himself up on. And I remember seeing the devastation of that because I, you could walk right up to this bus. I took pictures of it, and I was looking in it, and every seat was blown forward from where this person was. His bomb had uh, screws and nuts and, and bits and things like that all in the, the bomb itself. So as that went out, all that shrapnel went out, and it killed a whole bunch of people that day. It blew the lid off of this bus. And I'll never forget how impactful that was for me to see that. And that's just one bus mm-hmm. with all those people being killed on that bus. It's, it's pretty scary to even think about. So that, that brings us up to where we are kind of today and how we know that Islam is in the Bible uh, prophecy and lets us know that we are right now, I believe, even starting with that Arab Spring, that we are in the time of this fourth horse, this green horse. So that's 
uh, kind of brings us up to date there. The the Iranian president uh, who was the uh, predecessor of Mahad, uh, Mu- I was hoping you'd get yeah. to this part because I've been dying for you. <laughs> who we saw in the video earlier, that was the gentleman that was speaking at the first saying that we would uh, conquer from the mountaintops. Uh, he clearly de- declared that if Iran developed a nuclear bomb, that they would use it to wipe Israel off the map. So they've already told you what they're going to do, yet we have an administration who have given them the go-ahead to produce nuclear power because they say that they're going to use it for energy and things like that. But yet we've got remarks like this that say if we develop a nuclear bomb, we're going to blow Israel off the face of the map. So do Christians and Muslims worship the same God? Definitely not. Okay, I wasn't. It wasn't real clear there. I wanted to make sure we had that. Definitely not. Like I said before, Christians believe that Jesus is the Lord God Himself. Right? We believe Jesus is our Lord and our God. We believe that Jesus died for our sins, that He was buried and He was resurrected. We believe that we can um, have salvation through the understanding of that and being part of that salvation. Uh, And Muslims don't agree with that at all. They don't agree that Jesus is God. They think that Jesus was simply a prophet. But like I said before, Brother Baxter taught me a long time ago, the answer to that is they believe Jesus is a false prophet because Jesus said, I am he. And unless you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Yeah. And he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And when we're baptized in his name, we take on his name. Absolutely. You become Doug Jesus, I become Vince Jesus, and yeah. now I'm walking around and I'm part of his bride. Right. And so it's it's a whole lot more than just, you know, uh, we're worshiping the same God of the Old Testament or whatever that, right. that might be proclaimed. And, you know, while we can respect someone having a different belief than us, the I guess the, the thing that I want to help everybody understand is that there, this is a religion who I read a while ago, 90% believe that if you don't conform to their beliefs, then you deserve death. So that is, that's rooted deep within them in what they believe. I don't wish anybody death. I mean, our religion speaks life. Our Lord died for us so that we can live forever mm-hmm. with Him. And so it's, it's totally different. Two different trains of thought. We don't worship the same God. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's no other way. Amen. All right. Well, we are going to get in on Thursday, actually, to uh, that original reading that we did from Genesis and how there may be some contention there between Muslims and Jews. So don't miss it. Uh, Thank you for joining us. If you want to join the Reclaim America campaign, go to endtime.com slash USA. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 